Blog Talk Radio. Yankees battle the Rays in Yankee Stadium and win the series and take first place. Then on to Baltimore, and then the winning just continues. This B squad is playing like an all-star roster. This team fears nobody, and they keep proving themselves to all of Major League Baseball. All this and more on today's episode of Pinstripe Talk. And I'm most All right. Hello. Hello, everybody. My name is Anthony, and uh, for at least right now, I'm flying solo, uh, but as the immortal words of Freddie Mercury and Queen, the show must go on. Um, we're going to be breaking down the, uh, the Yankees' Rays series, the Orioles series, and then uh, we're going to break down some Yankees' best players this season and who deserves to be on that All-Star roster at the Midsummer Classic come the All-Star game. Now, before we get things started, now I know he's not here right now, but... Um, my co-host, Eamon, um, before the show starts, um, I know he's not here right now. He has some timing issues, but he will be here, uh, if not today, then next week. But um, unfortunately for, uh, for, for, for me and him, uh, that'll be his last, um, his last show, next week's show. Um, just speaking on personal experience from him, he's a knowledgeable baseball man, uh, considered a friend, and I wish him all the best. And uh, it's meant a lot to me to do this show with a guy who knows so much, with a such a good person, and uh, he will be missed, but hopefully he'll be around, and hopefully uh, if need be a fill-in or just a guest every so often because uh, we don't want to lose the man, but uh, we just want to say a big thank you to uh, to my co-host, uh, Eamon, for everything he's done for the Baseball Podcast Network and my and this, uh, this, this, uh, this podcast and what it's become, so thank you to that, um, but like I said, the show must go on. So let's start up with the Rays. Yanks went into that race series at home in second place. And they played in St. Pete two series prior, and they won the series then. Now, everyone who points out, every Yankee detractor will point out, well, they played good against the Giants. They played good against, against these middling teams like the Mariners. Now, they can't beat a good team. Braves are in first place. We beat them in Tampa Bay. Took the series. Three out of three, three, uh, two out of three games. Took the series. So, there's, there's, there's proving yourself number one. They come to the stadium, and this never say die, never quit team comes up with a walk off. They walk off in their first, in their first game of the series. They were get, they scored three runs in the ninth inning. They were down three one in the ninth. Voigt hit a home run, uh, big double from Glaber, um, and obviously that enormous walk off hit by the man who's playing out of his mind. I've said his name a million times, Gio. Urshela. Urshela. He's playing like Nolan Arenado. It's so it's so fun to watch him play. I, as a Yankee fan, the last time I could say I was confident when a ball was at the third base was when A-Rob was playing and when Eric Chavez was manning third base. Now, Eric Chavez was a backup for 2011 and 12 Yankees. So, yeah, the last consistent starter I could say I was confident playing third base, was, uh, was A-Rod. I was okay with a ball hit to A-Rod. A-Rod could field. A-Rod had a great arm. But then you have guys like Chase Headley, who couldn't field, who really couldn't hit either. Uh, I'm not a big Chase Headley fan. And then I love Arenado. I, mean, I love um, Andy Hart, the ball player. I think he's a phenomenal hitter. But let's call it a spade. He's not a great fielder. 
he's improved, and he improved earlier this season before he um, tore his labrum. But yeah, it, it was always kind of a gamble. A ball is hit the third base now. Gio Urshela is a vacuum cleaner, and he's always been known as a vacuum cleaner. So that's really not the most stunning aspect of his of his game. The fact he's betting 340 is a stunning aspect of his game, and I am blown away whenever I watch him uh, him play third base and watch him hit because he's really become an overall ball, an overall great ball player. I'm going to mention him in, in our last segment of the day uh, because I I will push hard, well push very hard for Gio Urshela. So we win first. We win the first game of the series, and a walk-off style. We get to their closer, Alvarado, who is lights out, lights out. And we had a great outing um, out of Sabathia. Six innings, one run. Chad Green. Chad Green did it again. I thought Chad Green was back. If you heard me uh, a few shows ago, I said Chad Green was back. He blew away. He blew away some batters in, a, in the series previously, but no, he comes up and gives up two runs, only one earned, but. Hey, still, still a run. So Chad Green didn't pitch very well. Canley pitched to a batter. Um, struck one out. Uh, one, one, one third of an inning. Avino went two thirds. Um, and Holder got the win. So it's good to see Holder pitching well. So Voigt hit a home run. So overall, a good ball game, a well fought ball game. Um, the tenacity of this team is really, is, is really something. And to top it all off, Kenny Morales had his first home run as a Yankee. So that was a good first game against the Rays. There, I. Um, I watched that uh, at my house, and uh, I was uh, up and down, on my feet, off my feet uh, during that game because those are some those are some fun games. Now on to the second game. Hard luck loss. Extra inning loss, two one game. Those are those are those are tough to swallow. Uh, hey, what can I say? That's a hung a slaughter to a good hitter. This is a hung a slaughter to a good hitter in Austin Meadows, and I'm not gonna. I'm not going to really cry over this game. As much as I want to have this game, obviously, everyone wants to have an extra inning game, I'm not going to cry over it. Yes, they were winning one nothing all the way into the seventh, went to the race, tied it with a homer from Lau. But I, I'm, I'm not going to be all, all upset about it. Aaron Hicks got two hits, positive. Again, another two-hit game from Urshela, a great adding out of Tanaka. The bullpen pitched fairly well. Cessna um, obviously gave the home run. Uh, the eventual game winner to Meadows and Canely, who I'm not going to get on Tommy Canely. I'm just not. He, uh, he, he, he blew the game. He blew the game. I'm not going to get on him, though. He gave one run. He's a homer. Anyway, give a home run. Tactish Hunter went to the Hall of Fame, giving up solo home runs. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to get on him. Um, but the point of this whole race here is we won the series. Now, going on to the third game, the Yankees ended up winning that third game pretty, uh, pretty handedly, I'd say, wouldn't you? I think a thirteen to five victory is kind of uh, the definition of a, uh, of a easy win. And the Yankees just keep doing what they're doing. They keep winning series. Casey Stengel said it best: "They don't pay me to win every game, just two out of three." And I actually happened to be at this game live at the stadium. It was a beautiful day in the bowl, uh, in the Bronx to watch some, uh, to watch some baseball fly out of the yard. Um, LeMahieu, two hits, home run. Hicks, his first of the year, all uh, had one hit. Uh, Voigt, while he didn't get any hits, had an RBI and walked twice. So there's that. Gary Sanchez hit his first career triple. And 
I'm not sure. I'm not sure you can you can bottle up and quantify what it feels like to watch Gary Sanchez hit his first career triple live, but it was it was a beautiful moment. I can only liken to I can only liken to the smile I have on my birthday. It's it's fun. It's ridiculous. Watching Gary Rustic and then then go to third in the entire ballpark with a collective sigh, like oh my God, where's he going? It was was very funny for me and uh, my father who was there with me. Uh, but that was it was like watching Jorge Posada. I remember Jorge Posada was in his last season. It was the playoffs against the Tigers in 2011. I was listening to the radio, and Posada hits the ball in the gap, and he was a terrible base runner. Jorge was a terrible base runner. He rounds second. He, he's the announcer is going. Uh, I think it's Sterling. He's Jorge goes to second, and he's rounding second. My dad's like, no, 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 stop, stop, don't go to third, because Jorge was just the worst base runner. But he went to third base and he was safe. So it was just, it, it's funny watching catchers run. But anyway, I was a catcher at one point. My knees are still not thanking me for it. Um, so like I said, Gary had two hits, Morales had a hit, Torres had two, Rochelle had none. A little blip for for Rochelle there. Also, although he did take a um, he did take a foul ball straight off the ground right into the jewelry box. So he was removed from the game because I think he wants to have children at some point in life. So uh, he was removed for precautionary reasons. So, but the guy who pinched it for him, Thiago Estrada, had a bases clearing, a three RBI double. So Thiago Estrada came up big in place of Urshela, who was, who was um, nursing the family jewels. Gardner had three hits, a great game for Gardy, a home run for him as well. Um, and the bullpen really pieced it together. Chad Green, one and two-thirds, two runs. I mean, it's an opener. He's not really used to starting, but it's Chad Green. Nestor Cortez's line doesn't look very good, but I'll tell you why it is good. He went four innings, gave up three runs and three hits. Walked two. Or got six. You look at that, and you're like, yeah, what's the, what's the big deal? Nestor Cortez Jr. saved that game. He gave up three hits on one hit. It was a home run to Brandon Lau. That ended up giving the Rays at the time a 5-3 lead. But, at the end of the day, one thirteen to 5 so it doesn't matter. But he came in after Green was uh, was wild as an opener, and kind of settled down. He's a kid. He's not supposed to be on this roster. He comes up and he pitches four innings and really and really nails it down. Four innings and three runs. I mean, all in one home run. It really was a it was a very well pitched ball game for Esther Cortez, despite what the line said. Adavino comes in. There's just one out. It's the win. Uh, and Chance Adams hits the save, going three innings, giving up one hit. That's the Chance Adams that everyone wanted to see. Chance Adams was this prospect you can't miss. Although, when he came up, his his motion kind of bothered me because it kind of reminds me of the Phil Hughes kind of motion where he kind of short-arms the ball and it leads to injuries and inconsistency. But if you can get away with it, you can get away with it. And uh, if you can pitch well doing it, then best of luck to you. But um, Chance Adams, yep, Chance Adams came into the game – um, recently called up, pitched three and got the save. So that was just a very well-played ball game. Everyone hit, everyone pitched. Uh, no one got hurt, thank God, because uh, I have some troubling news today. The Yankees get uh, Giancarlo Stanton is now has his third injury. as He was hit by a pitch in live BP on his left cast, and now he's going back off of his rehab assignment to back on the I.L. with left calf tightness. Uh, Giancarlo, you can't catch a break, and we miss you. But that race series, it just exemplifies what the Yankees are all about. It's about winning series and playing like a championship team. They did not deserve to win that first game. They were down 3-1 in the ninth inning. They wasted out some opportunities, and they should have won that game. But a good championship team comes back. They never say die. 
and they're sure their bellies and roll over. They play to the last out. And that's what they did. Voight homered, a wild pitch scored a run, and then Mike Schmidt himself, Gio Urshela, comes up, has the ball over Kiermaier's head, which is very difficult to do. He's an amazing center fielder. Um, it's Kevin Kiermaier. And we win the game. It was a very well-played ball game. Um, I mean, they're taking it, taking it back. Now, game two, was it game two for, despite the loss, despite the loss, it was a well-played ball game. It was a two-to-one loss in, in 11 innings. Those are the ones that hurt, but you got to call a spade a spade. It was a well-played ball game. And the Yankees got to some good pitchers in this series. That walk-off win came off Alvarado, Jose Alvarado, who is going to be an all-star. His, he, 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 was a, he was a fastball that's 99 miles an hour that moves like almost like a slider, it's ridiculous. Or like, or like a what's it called? A screwball. Moves the opposite way. It's ridiculous. So we got to Alvarado in that game, and then in game three, we get to uh, we get to Charlie Morton, who's four and with an under three ERA. Now Snell was amazing, and the only one we scored in that game was on a wild pitch, but the man just won the final award. So Snell, have your win. We but we did get two. Very dominant pitchers in Alvarado and Morton. And it just proves that Yankees don't fear anybody. They can go into Houston and play Verlander and put up just as good of that bat as going to play, uh, going to play, going to face me out there in, uh, in, in, in Farmingdale. Off, uh, so it, it really doesn't matter. The bat they have, regardless of the pitcher, and, and, and the mind that they have, regardless of the pitcher, regardless of the scenario, is the same. And that is why they came out with the victory in the series, uh, two games to one. They played the first-place team. They beat the first-place team. Now they are the first-place team. Not the Red Sox, not the Rays, but the B-list New York Yankees, who are still getting hurt. I just mentioned Stanton. But, hey, Hicks is back. They have Morales now. I don't know what he's going to do, but I like him. Uh, Boyd's still playing well. Gary's playing out of his skull, and so is Glaver. But we'll get to that, we'll get to that in just a minute as we have to head to a short break, we'll be right back with the Orioles series after this. Tune in this Tuesday to FanCast. Our hosts will be breaking down the latest on all things Philadelphia Phillies and looking at their first place run this far into the 2019 season. We'll be looking at Bryce Harper heating up at the plate, Aaron Nola seeming to find his groove, and how friend of the show Cole Irvin has reformed in his 2019 stint. We'll be looking ahead at all future matchups, and how the Phillies are shaving themselves for a potential 2019 playoff run. All this and more on FanCast. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Um, before we get into this segment, we have a, a question here, so let's get to that. Hey, Anthony. Welcome to the show. Um, congratulations, on, congratulations on the show, Ian. Uh, wish him well. Uh, it's Dominic from New York, as you know, and uh, I kind of have my own fan base now from calling in here. So, but um, <laughs> quick question. That's, so I'm happy. <laughs> it is. So I'm happy with how we look at the end of the game. I'm happy with all the hitting. I'm not comfortable with our starting pitching. And all I'm thinking about is a five-game series, whether it's the wild card or whether we win the championship and have to play a, a five-game series. So what I'm asking you is, with all the big bats coming back, who do you see as trade bait, and do, do the Yankees make a move to solidify the pitching staff and get rid of some of this great young talent? 
thank you for the question. And I can see the Yankees going out and making the move. I really can. This rotation right now, I mean, I wouldn't call it shambles, um, but it's, it's definitely not what you wanted at the, at the beginning of the season. It's not even uh, about, what, 30% of that? You have Tanaka, and you have Sabathia. Sabathia wasn't there at the beginning of the year. The five you went into the season with, I mean, not even, the five you wanted to go into the season with, were Severino, Paxton, Tanaka, Sabathia. Um, who was it Herman? I'm probably missing somebody. But the Yankees went into this season with five legitimate starting pitchers, and that hasn't happened. And they've played really well. Oh, J Hap, sorry. J Hap was a fifth. It wasn't supposed to be her mom. Her mom was not supposed to be in this rotation. It was Tanaka, Severino, Paxton, Hap, and Sabathia. Right now we have Hap, Tanaka, and Sabathia. Paxton and Severino are on the IL. Paxton's coming back soon. Instead, he's coming back after the break. But regardless of how well, regardless of how well Herman is pitched and the rest of the rotation is pitched, I think we can still go out and make a move. Now, you got to look at teams who are not contending, who have very good pitchers on their teams. Now, three guys stand out to me, and the third one I'll get to might throw might be a little confusing, but hear me out. First one, I, first one I immediately think of Madison Bumgarner, but as pointed out last week by you and myself, Madison Bumgarner has guys has clauses in his contract that do not permit him to come to the Yankees. He just doesn't want to come here. He can, he can wave that and say, okay, I'll go. But if those are there for a reason, I don't, I don't see him coming here. Somebody else, I could, somebody else I could come to the Yankees who I would love is Marcus Stroman. Marcus Stroman is a Long Island kid. He's pitched really well this season. He knows how to win. He pitched in, he's pitched in big games, uh, both for the Blue Jays and for Team USA and WBC. He really knows how to pitch in big games. And he's in, the, in his earliest free agency, it's 2021. So it'll be controllable for a few seasons. Now, the Yankees have to get something up for, to get Stroman, but we've traded with, trade with the Blue Jays before to get Hap. So those, that's, a, uh, that's, a, that's a candidate I can see them going after. The final guy I can see them going after, and hear me out, Max Scherzer. Yes, I know. Max Scherzer's on the Nationals. Max Scherzer is, when right, an ungodly good pitcher, a Hall of Famer. The man has won three signing awards, came in second place once and fifth place two of the times. He is the definition of consistent and dominant. Now, this season, he's 2-5 and five with a 3-7-2 on a bad team. And you got you got to remember, for the, for the Nationals, he's 34 years old. Now, the Yankees can – Handle that, they can pitch as well. He's 34 and he's under, and he's under contract for two more seasons, of which he's making in both those seasons, he's making 42 plus million dollars each of those years. 42 million dollars. Well, being a portion of that is deferred to 2028, so it's kind of deferred money, but still, a lot of money. But if they don't get paid, it's the Yankees. And if they really want to say, hey, we're in this for the long haul, if we want to win, maybe Mad Max is the way to go. I mean, you got to remember, the Nationals just lost Harper. They're rebuilding teams, sort of. They're not very good right now. So don't sleep. Don't sleep on Mad Max, the man with the, two, the, man with the different colored eyes. 
because regardless of, how, regardless of his eye color, he can see where he's pitching, and he knows he's pitching good. He's incredible. I hate facing him, so if you can't beat him, join him. Oh, but thank you for the question, Dom. And um, on to uh, the segment at hand, the Baltimore Orioles series. We've played two games in Baltimore, and we've, we've won both of them in different fashion. Obviously, game one was a, was a very intense back-and-forth sort of game. And game two was a very enjoy-your game. It was a very laid-back, very relaxed, because the Yankees won that ball game 11-4. And it wasn't, it wasn't stressful. It was fun to watch the Yankees kick the Orioles behind. But game one, we'll start with, it was back and forth. They scored two runs, then they scored one. They scored, they scored uh, two more in the third, two more in the fourth, 6-1 ball game at one point. And the Yankees being the Yankees, they didn't quit. They didn't quit. They scored two in the sixth. They scored one. So the seven to three game. And we come back two in the seventh, one in the eighth, four in the ninth, ten seven win. Now this is, this may be the series against the Orioles, but no 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 no. This is not the Orioles series. This is the, this is the Gary and Glaber series because Gary and Glaber Glaber at two in this game and Gary at one. So that's just a great that's a great start. To the series. Mayhew also had two hits. Boyd had two hits. Gary, obviously two hits. Glaber, two hits. Both of them homers. Urshela, Gardner, and Naaman all had hits. Hap didn't pitch great. Three and two thirds, six runs. Tesla pitched well. Tesla pitched well with two and one third, only giving up one earned run um, and on two hits. Holder pitched well. Britain got the win, and Chappie locked down the save. But the important part of that in this game is they never gave up an at bat. They never gave up. They never had their mindset on, well, we'll just play tomorrow and we'll win tomorrow. None of that. They played and they won because they had confidence in themselves and that is what winning teams have to winning teams do. You do not win for the mindset that you're going to win. Derek Jeter thought to himself every time he went to the plate that he was going to get a hit. And if you have that mindset, you're a confident player and you will win ballgames. They did that perfectly. And Gary with a big hit in the ninth inning, a three-run home run right down the left field line. Yeah, it's fair. But they all count. And a 10-7 win is what we get out of it. And now on to game two, yesterday's ball game. Domingo Herman got the win, his ninth of the year. He leads the American League in victories, 9-1. and one. The man is 9-1. and one. So he has really proven that he is a force and uh, is not just a flash in the pan. And David Hale, who the Yankees brought up uh, yesterday, four innings, three hits, an earned run. They get one four innings, got the save. Well-pitched ball game overall. Uh, two earned runs by Herman. Uh, he actually had an error on his own part. Um, went to one of the runs, but three runs overall, two earned. And that's the pitching aspect of it. Two pitchers saved the bullpen for today. Hitters. DJ. Three hits. Phenomenal. Voight, two hits. Gary had a hit, only one. It was a big one. A big three-run home run in the first inning. Put us ahead early. Aaron Hicks got a hit. Glaber got a hit. Geo got a hit. Clint Frazier had two hits. 
this, this might be the Gary Glaber and Clint series because Clint had two had two hits. They're both homers, five RBIs, and they even had a hit. You can't say enough good things because this team will beat you in, in, in a myriad of ways. This team is not just a scrappy, come from behind type like like uh, the first game of the series, which they're capable of doing. But in the second game, they come out and just beat the living daylights out of you. They're relentless. They score runs nearly at whim. And they don't allow you to get back in the game. Because, hey, the Orioles did score four runs in this game. They scored three in the bottom of the fifth. We come back and we scored two in the sixth. We don't let them get any confidence. We don't let them build up their team because we're coming right back at you with more runs. We don't let the other team breathe for a second. Because there are very few teams in baseball who can do that. And I think the Yankees do it the most impressively. Because the other two teams I can think of that are relentless in their offense are the Dodgers and the Astros. Think about the Dodgers for a second. They have Bellinger batting over 400 at the end of May. Ridiculous. You have Corey Seager, Chris Taylor. You have guys like Verdugo who's playing well for them. You have a, a, an overall really, really solid team, Justin Turner. I mean, their offense is, is relentless. They will, they, will, they will beat you to death. Hit, hit, hit. And it's, it, it's a Dodgers fan, it's fun to watch. I'm not a Dodgers fan, but it, being a Dodgers fan, I can imagine being fun to watch. And the Astros, I mean, the Yankees know the Astros very well. Where do I start? Yuli Gurriel, Altuve, Correa, Bregman, Springer. They had a Michael Brantley, Redick. That is their relentless offense. Now, what I mentioned about those two teams, those are fully functioning, fully healthy ball clubs. And they're relentless. The Yankees yesterday went on a lineup of LeMayhew, who wasn't supposed to, who wasn't supposed to have a position and wasn't supposed to really start. He's batting 325 for the season. He's great. So you have LeMayhew, Luke Voigt, who going into the season, you didn't know what he would be. Very happy that you have him. Gary Sanchez, okay, I'll give him that one. Gary Sanchez is great. Aaron Hicks, who's hurt for most, for most of the year so far. Gilbert Torres, batting 300. Gio Urshela, Clinton Frazier, Cannon Maven, and Austin Romine. That is the relentless lineup. That is a lineup we run out there who scored 11 runs and didn't let the Orioles breathe. It really is remarkable to see a team of essentially some, some scrap heat, some veterans, and some stars play like an all-star team. Now, Yankee fans remember the 2013 season. Remember that that was, a, that was an injured bunch, too, and that was sad to watch. Yes, they fit, yes, they finished over 500, but a team that you run out in 2013 with Chris Stewart behind the plate, and Lyle Overbay at second, obviously Robbie Cano at second base, and all was a superstar. Um, Jason Nix and Eduardo Nunez playing third and short. You had Vernon Wells. Um, you had Gardy, Gardner playing center field, and, and Ichiro playing right. You had guys like Ben Francisco and Kevin Euclid and Alfonso Soriano switching time at DH. It was, it, it was <laughs> that talk about a scrappy team. That's a scrappy team, and. They really have shown that you can win with that. 2013 did it the wrong way. 2013 went out and kind of turned over and 
had their hot streaks, but it was sad to watch the 2013 Yankees. This 2019 Yankees has been the exact opposite. Has been, okay, our guys are hurt. I'm stepping up. I'm going to step up because you know what? Putting on these stripes, showing the world that I'm a Yankee, and winning as a Yankee means that All right, sorry about that, everybody. I am back. I am back. Um, quick technical difficulties, but hey, show must go on. I'm here. No worries. We'll continue the show after this short ad break. Hello, everyone. This is Sal from the Amazing Mets podcast. I hope everyone tunes in this Thursday to listen to me and Tim talk about all Mets. We're going to be talking about the Mets' offensive and defensive struggles, Mickey Callaway's job being in jeopardy, and also Joanna Cespedes gaining another injury injuring his ankle in, at his ranch in Florida. So don't forget, guys, this Thursday, tune in, listen to us, me and Tim, all Mets baseball, nothing else. I'll let you guys go back to this show, but don't forget, this Thursday, Mets, amazing Mets podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, again, sorry about that uh, short little, uh, little break, but I am back. The show is continuing. And now to continue with who the Yankees are going to send to the Midsummer Classic. They've had a team that should have been full of all-stars. But instead, they had a team of veterans, minor leaguers. It's been an odd showing. But, hey, this team has 30 wins and is in the first place in the American League. East. They have some all-stars on this team. Now, Gary has been – Gary is the best catcher in baseball. You can write that down. I've been saying it for years. You can put it in writing. He's the best catcher in baseball. He's going to the All-Star game. They have a lot of good first baseman. You could see Voigt going. I don't, I'm not sure. Um, manager of the All-Star game this year is Alex Cora, and he is a, obviously a Red Sox manager, so you might not see Voigt. LeMahieu deserves it. 325 batting average, got three homers, 23 RBIs, played every day. For a man who wasn't supposed to have a job, leads the Yankees in hits in 54. He is consistently just great. And I think he has a legit shot for the All-Star team. Clayton Torres is going to the All-Star game. Batting 300, 10 homers, 24 RBIs, has great defense. He's, he's been our shortstop. He is an All-Star. He is a All-Star. And now, my last hitter that I'm going to argue to be in the All-Star game is Mr. Gio Rochelle. People in baseball like good stories. 
Everyone likes a story about a guy who was DFA'd or was drafted late, like Mike Piazza, and goes to go in the Hall of Fame. Gio Urshela was a scrap heap pickup who didn't start the two, didn't start the year for the Yankees. When the Yankees started the season, there was no shot he was going to be on this ball club, let alone have two homers and 17 RBIs with a 336 batting average and playing gold glove caliber defense. Any Yankee fan who watches the game on a day-to-day basis will tell you Gio Urshela is an all-star. So right now I have to say that Sanchez, LeMahieu, Torres, and Urshela will be our hitting representatives of the All-Star game. With Gary Sanchez being an MVP candidate, he's a catcher, a catcher with 14 home runs, 30 RBIs, and he missed 10 games. He missed 10 games. Look where Gary was last year. Every Yankee fan listening who put Gary down saying we should trade him, we should get real Muto, Gary's done, his defense is terrible. Every Yankee fan listening right now who thought that, please stop listening. Because you're the Yankee fans that bother me. You bother me because you don't know baseball. Gary Sanchez is a, is a phenomenal catcher. His arm is a rifle. He has the best bat of any catcher in baseball. And he is the best catcher in baseball. Print that. And on to the bullpen and to the rotation. Domingo Herman is an all-star. Domingo Herman is an all-star. The man is 9-1. and one. He could start the all-star game. He could start the game. Remember her mom for the season is nine and one with a two six zero ERA, throwing a relief appearance, by the way. So he's got ten games, nine starts. He's nine and one with uh, thirty eight inning thirty eight hits and fifty five innings pitched. Strike fifty seven. Strike out one an inning. He's been great. Now James Packing was pitching well, but he's hurt. Tanaka's pitching well, but I mean, might need to pitch a little better to be an all star. But I think on the rotation, you got, you got Herman going the game. And could start the game. As far as relievers go, Chappie's going. Chappie's going to the All-Star game. Because he's got, uh, how many saves he's got? He's got 12 saves and a 1-9-3 ERA. It'll be hard-pressed to find a closer with better numbers. Or all this Chapman is, uh, is a premier closer. Now, for a second, I want to take a little deep dive. I want to take a little detour and a little deep dive on Aroldis Chapman for a career. Because I've always been intrigued about this kind of stuff because uh, it's just the way I think. How a guy could go to the Hall of Fame. I always look for, well, this guy could go to the Hall of Fame. This potential Hall of Famer, what do you think about this guy? Let's break down Chappy for a second. He's got a ring with the Cubs. He's got 248 saves right now in 10 seasons. Not very impressive. It's getting better, but his ERA is two th- is two two three. Now I don't mean to be sacrilegious here for a second, but Mariano Rivera's career was two two one. Now don't don't start throwing don't start throwing things at me. I'm just comparing. Mariano did it for nineteen seasons. Chavi's done it for ten. Um. But I do think that Aroldis Chapman is going to be an all-star. And look at his numbers in a few seasons. And tell me he could be a Hall of Famer. So those are the, those are the all-star representatives the Yankees will have this season. Yankees have been an all-star team this year. It's really remarkable to see. These are, these are the guys who have started the most games at, at each position. 
Um, you know, Gary played 31 games on the plate. He's been great. Boyd, I played 46 games at first base. He's been great. But May, he was played third base, second base, played a little first base too. It's been great. Glaber, Geo. They've been great. They have guys coming back. You have guys like Aaron Hicks who are fi- he's finally off the I.L. He's playing well. Because it's Tom and Maven, who everyone seems to like. He's got three stolen bases already. He's got a homer. He's played well. I like, I like to pick up Tom and Maven. Now, Austin Romine has not been that great as a backup this year. I mean, his defense is great, obviously, but he's not really hitting well. He's batting under 200. You have guys like Thyro Estrada. If I told you that Thyro Estrada would be a Yankee in the big leagues this season, you would have said I'm stupid. The man's batting 294 with seven RBI and two homers. He's been great. He's been great. Then you got a guy like you got a guy like uh, Morales who comes in and just does his job in a home run. Everybody is next man up mentality. Another guy I really like, obviously, is Clint Frazier. Clint has had a struggled, struggled the past like 15 or so games, but he, hey, came out yesterday, two homers. Clint played amazingly. Now, people will say, well, Anthony, what about your middle leaders for the All Star game? You guys like, you guys like Britain, guys like Adavino. To be a middle reliever and go to the All Star game is tough. Um, you got, I mean, you have examples like, obviously, Yankees have examples. 2011, you had David Robertson go to the All-Star game, as Mariano set up now. You had Dellen go to the All-Star game for, four, I think, four seasons in a row. You have Britain, who's pitched super well this year. Um, but the Yankees have one guy who I think could go to the All-Star game as a middle reliever. He's my favorite. He's my, he is, I will say this right now, he is my favorite pitcher on the Yankees. <laughs> and last meal you want. I, I don't know, maybe it's because he's Italian like me, or because he's from New York like me, but Adam Adovino is my favorite pitcher on the Yankees. Maybe it's his number. I don't know. Adam Adovino should be an You know what? I'm changing my mind. He should be an all star. He should be an all star. He's 2 and 1, the 1 6 1 year, right? 22 innings pitched and 30 strikeouts. Then you're going to be hard pressed to find a reliever, a middle reliever. Who's better than him? I mean, maybe, maybe, uh, Ryan Presley um, on the Astros, who's yet to give up a run. Ryan Presley has been phenomenal, and if the, the Astros want to talk trade, by all means, let's uh, <laughs> make a deal. But um, the Yankees have really had a stacked team. And so, yeah, I think I, I'm going to say as, a, as an overall, the All-Star game, Chapman, Adovino, Herman, the pitchers, Sanchez, LeMayhew, Torres, or Shella as the, as the hitters. Which, I didn't mention Judge. I didn't mention Andrew Hall. I didn't mention Stanton. I didn't mention Severino. I didn't mention Paxton. You know why? Because they're all nursing injuries. They're all nursing calf muscles and obliques and shoulders. And all the meanwhile, they get to 30 and 17. First place in the American League East. 30 and 17. As a Yankee fan, it's frustrating to see everybody go down like a like a sinking pirate ship. But God, it makes winning all the more sweeter. I was not born until 1997, 
for every Yankee fan who's older than that, uh, go ahead and feel old for a second. I was born after the 96 championship team, and I have people who were around who watched that team closely. People tell me that this reminds them of that, that they're thinking back to that 96 team who, yes, they went to the playoffs in 1995 and lost to the Mariners in um, upsetting fashion. We will not bring that up any more than we have to. But that this team reminds them of the 96 championship team, a team full of guys who really haven't been there before, a team full of young players, led by some veterans. Back then it was Jimmy Key and Wade Boggs. I guess you can replace that this year with E.J. LeMahieu and C.C. Sabathia. But that, a team full of guys who really don't know how good they're supposed to be, guys like, I mean, then they had Derek, their cheater, Mariano and Pettit, who were supposed to be a good team, but they didn't know how good they could be. And that team had a little magic. The Yankees always had a little magic. And I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm no Doctor Strange, but I can, I can sense some magic in this team, too. And who would have thought that a guy like Gio Urshela would be arguably our best hitter right now? Who would have thought? I would have bet all the money I own that that would not have happened. And I would have been a very poor man now. But look at this team. You replace Jimmy Key with uh, with C.C. Sabathia, the veteran. You have, I mean, I really don't want to mention his name, but you got John Wetland, replacing with Adam Adovino. You have guys like Jeter, replacing with Torres. Similarities are all there. Plus that magic. It's really been a fun watch to see this team go from big, big powerhouse, all these big power hitters, Judge and Sanchez and Stanton. They got Tulowitzki too, what did you mention? They got Voigt and Hicks. They're going to tear the cover off the ball. They're going to break the home run record again. Then you have Andy Warbitantis, Bird, Elberry, Gregorius, Heller, Judge, Luizaga, Montgomery, Paxton, Severino, Stanton, to not get into the whiskey, I'll go on the IL. And I said that fast because if I didn't say it fast, I wouldn't have said it. I couldn't have gotten, gotten it all out before the show's over because there's so many injuries. But you see all those guys go down. If you'd, if you'd had to guess, guess the record at that point. You know, if, someone told, if you told a baseball fan all those names and everyone would be hurt and told their injuries and how long to be out for, you had to guess the Yankees' record, they'd probably say, oh, they're probably what? I don't know. Conservatively guessing 20, 20 wins. It's 30. They're in, the, they're in first place. 30 wins. The Yankees have always won with a little magic. Some teams have more, some teams have less. Obviously, guys like 78 Yankees, but Reggie Jackson and Thurman Munson had a little magic. You get Mr. October. 2000s Yankees had Derek and Mariano. You get Mr. November with Derek. Everybody has moments. Every Yankee team has moments. The unsung, the unsung hero. Our manager is an unsung hero, Aaron Boone. Every great Yankee team has their magic. Every great Yankee team has their moments. This team is proving time and time again they had the magic. They had the moments. And in the end, they want to be on top. A little diatribe there. We have to end today's show. Thank you. 
for uh, Dom from, for, uh, for calling in, and uh, thank you to everyone listening. We will see you next week, and uh, let's hope we get a win today. So long, Yankee fans. Pinstripe Talk is produced by Benson Sexton. Pinstripe Talk is a production of the Baseball Podcast Network. Be sure to give our host a follow on Instagram. Eamon at YankeesNetwork99 and Anthony at AFSimeon16. That's A-F-S-I-M-E-O-N-E-16. For more Pinstripe Talk content, be sure to head over to our website at BaseballPodcastNet.com. Be sure to follow the Baseball Podcast Network on all their social media platforms. Instagram at Baseball Podcast Net, Twitter, at Baseball Podcast One, that's P-O-D-C-A-S-1, YouTube at Baseball Podcast Network, and SoundCloud at Baseball Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in to Pinstar Talk. We'll see you next time.